Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Ken is out today, and uh, we are going to have another $1,000 to give away at about 3.20 or so. Could be a couple minutes earlier than that, a couple minutes later. You better keep the radio on the whole time, and when I give you the signal, you call. Uh, also, uh, Moist Line uh, has got some vacancies, 877-MOIST-86, 877-MOIST-86. Surely there's something upsetting you. Uh, this, why? God, we've been yelling about this for over eight years now, huh? Worst proposition ever passed by California voters. Nobody was reading. Nobody was paying attention. The uh, this was this was a Jerry Brown production. I think Kamala Harris is involved in this too. I think she came up with the uh, title for this: the Safe Neighborhoods and Schools Act, Prop Forty Seven. It was no such thing. Actually, what it did it is allowed uh, thieves to uh, shoplift nine hundred fifty dollars every day from local stores. No felony. And as a misdemeanor, it was hardly ever prosecuted. Certainly no jail time. Um, Like in L.A. County, they do not put you in jail if you've committed a misdemeanor and you've been convicted because the jail time is six months. So six months or less in L.A. County, you're free. That was the practical. And secondly, it took away a prosecutor's and judge's ability when they had someone arrested for drug possession They used to be able to say, hey, we're going to charge you with a felony unless you go for drug treatment, and then we'll make it a misdemeanor. 
and you'll get out quickly. But you have to go to drug rehab. You don't go to drug rehab, then you're going to go to prison for a felony. Took that away from the judges and the prosecutors. Why would you do that? What do you think happened? Well, what happened is that you've got many more drug addicts now laying around the street, never got treated. Now they're all dying of meth overdoses or fentanyl. And uh, secondly, uh, they're walking into everywhere and stealing everything. Um, you know, the, the, I mean, look, look what I mean, the reason San Francisco has been destroyed can be traced back to Prop 47. There's a reason life changed so dramatically in the last 10 years or so. And it started with this. So now we're going to talk with Assemblyman Juan Alanis. Here's Assembly Bill 335. Uh, he's a Republican from Modesto, and this would uh, dramatically rewrite Prop 47. Let's uh, get him on the show. Hey, Juan, how are you? Good, John. How are you? And, oh, my gosh, you just took all the words out of my mouth on that. That was great. Well, there's, you've got plenty more words. I just wanted to set up for the audience uh, what, what's happened here in California, let me let me ask you this: Has, has you and your constituents have you've seen this with your own eyes? What's happened here in the state? I have. I don't. I don't know if you know what my background is, but uh, I've spent over twenty years in law enforcement. So, did you notice a change after this proposition passed? Oh yes, without a doubt, definitely, definitely a change in the calls. Obviously, the criminals—they're smart. They know what they can steal. They know exactly how far and how high the the amount can go to where they won't get in trouble. I mean, I heard some guys walk in with calculators. Yeah. <laughs> and and they don't even run out of the buildings anymore. They walk now. They They'll walk out. The no, they, they have baskets. And they just roll out with the basket, and they got a calculator the way, you know, people used to uh, calculate the grocery bill to see if they have enough money <laughs> yeah. to pay for it. Correct. And the people on the streets, a lot of them are drug addicts. They would have gotten treatment under the old system. Yes, and so you're correctly right. Uh, Prop 47, it's a failed policy. Uh, shoplifting has skyrocketed and businesses are closing. And uh, the criminals are basically being given a free pass to commit crime without any consequences. And what is the argument from the Democrats to keep this proposition in place? Why do they think this is this is good for California? Well, it, it's it's good for just a small population, which are the criminals. And it keeps them out of prisons or jails is what it's doing. They're trying not to overpopulate our jails and prisons so that way they can shut them down. Uh, when, in fact, that's what we need. We need people to be held accountable. We need consequences. You and I are being held accountable. We, if we don't pay a bill, we, we get charged uh, an extra fee for not doing that. So uh, but they, why shouldn't everybody else have to do consequences? They managed to release a, a net total of 65,000 prisoners. Prisons aren't overcrowded anymore. There's only 95,000 no. left. It used to be 160,000. You're correct, and uh, they're they're still trying to close more and more prisons as as we speak. And d- does does anything get to them? I mean, they they must be getting complaints from their constituents. I know in San Francisco, much of that city is very upset, and and many many people have moved out for good because and, of and, it. And you're right, and and I would assume that they are. I know I'm hearing it from my end, but you you have grocery stores and pharmacies that are closing down, so you have hundreds of pharmacies closing. And it's creating gaps in access to prescription and health services for some of the most vulnerable and rural crime communities or rural, rural communities, uh, like in my district, but definitely in their district, too, especially San Francisco. I want to say they've lost like almost 300 uh, pharmacies that have had to move out of those areas because of Prop 47. 
does that have an effect on these uh, well, I, legislators? I, I mean, <laughs> they can see the pharmacies closing. They can see the people moving out. They, I mean, they I would hope. I, yeah, go ahead. I would hope they would. I would hope they would see that, and that their constituents are reaching out to them because they're trying to do so much for for these uh, areas that that are basically underserved. And now you're just creating more havoc for them because now they have to travel much further and farther to get to these simple stores that you and I would normally have, like on the corner, that would be close within reach. Much much of the public wants this changed. Uh, why do you think the public voted for it to begin with? Do you think anybody I, knew what they were doing? Did anybody no, read this I, I thing? No, I think it was, it was just like you had mentioned. It was basically, they did a play on words. They tricked everybody to think, oh, we're keeping the schools and the neighborhoods safe. We need to vote yes on this. I think that is what the, the voters I – think, I think the voters were tricked on that. And I think if the voters had a chance to vote on it again, they would be more educated about it, and they would vote against it. Uh, are you getting anybody among the Democrats to listen to you? Actually, yes. Since I've introduced that bill, it, and, and that's that's something that I, I've talked about for the past couple of days with this bill, and, and it, it may not pass right away. And I'm not I'm not stupid on that part, but it's it's now bringing conversations to the table. People are discussing it and and actually looking into it, and so I'm I'm very very happy with that. Uh, uh, even with with uh, my colleagues, that you know, obviously Democrat colleagues, they're, they're they've come to me in private or even on the floor saying, you know, they understand on some of that. So it, it's the conversations are happening now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's nice that I always I hear this occasionally from Republican politicians that the Democrats that have a chokehold on the whole system privately say, yeah, you're right, we got it, we got to fix this. But. Who, who's going to be the one to go on the record? Who's going to say it out loud, be a leader? Who's going to actually vote differently on this? I mean, t- who's, who's going to be the first one? Yes. Whispering it to you isn't going to do any good. No. And, and, and there, are, there are some that are, that are taking uh, their own approach to it, uh, like joint uh, legislative audit uh, committees. I know there was one today that I joined on uh, where one of my colleagues is a Democrat, and he, he also sees it, and he wants to see the hard numbers. So... Uh, he in support of reviewing Prop 47 through this joint legislative committee, uh, it just basically allowing us to get the real hard information. Uh, and I suspect it will show that we already know Prop 47 is severely flawed. And uh, if that's the, what well, they want to see, then let's let them see it. Let's turn that light on. Let's let's go into that dark room and let's flip that light switch and let them see well, it's it, failing. Here it, are the numbers. It's clearly a failure. I mean, I can walk around. L.A. for a few hours and see literally hundreds of drug addicts in the parks, living on the streets and the medians. And I could go to any number of drugstores, and I can't believe the stuff that is locked up now. I mean, it's a pain in the neck to go shopping at, at, a, at a drugstore chain because everything is in a plastic case, and you need a key, and there's nobody available to give you the key. Correct. And then, and then hearing from retailers... What they're getting is now people will just say, you know what, I'd rather just order it online. So now they're ordering it online, whereas they could have got it locally, which is providing jobs for locals. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm buying a lot of stuff online simply because it, it just it isn't available or it's too difficult to access at, at the stores. Well, listen, any publicity we can give you for this, any pressure we can raise on some of the other assemblymen, you just let us know. 
And and if and if you Thank run you. if you run in, if you run into a wall, let, tell us. All right, well, whichever way this goes, you make progress or you're not making progress, and and we'll keep talking about this. And thank you for uh, submitting this. Thank you, John, and thank you for your support. Assemblyman Juan Alanis, Republican from Modesto, and again, he uh, has a bill that would massively rewrite that that atrocity, Prop 47, which has brought so much crime and so much uh, drug addiction. Ay ay ay. So many prisoners uh, living out in the streets now. Boy, this is really infuriating. What a botch here. Listen to this. Uh, You may, if you're a California resident, have gotten a a state tax refund. They started this in October. The refund was uh, $200 to $1,050. This was some kind of... uh, Inflation reimbursement. Remember, it was originally supposed to be a, a gas tax refund. Uh, and if you made less than a quarter of a million dollars in income, you got some money. Or less than a half million dollars a year. <coughs> Excuse me, as a married couple. Yeah, and this was to combat inflation. Now, the money came to you, either direct deposit or you got sent a prepaid Visa debit card. The question is, is getting back a tax refund taxable? And it seems nobody knows. Some of the tax preparation companies are treating it as not taxable on your federal return, but some tax professionals say it is. Um, and you, apparently you get a, a, a separate, uh, you might get a separate form called a, a 1099 MISC stands for miscellaneous income. You'll get that if you got a payment of $600 or more, because it may be taxable for federal purposes. Now, the Franchise Tax Board, which runs the tax system in this state, uh, did not say outright whether the payment is taxable. It instructs you to consult your tax professional. Well, some of the tax professionals don't know, or they're giving conflicting answers. They also say consult IRS Publication 525. But that publication doesn't say what to do about a state tax refund that's not a refund. See, normally if it's a regular refund from your original tax filing, that's not taxable, right? The tax refund means you overpaid the tax to the state. This is a tax refund, sort of. It's marketed that way. But it's possible the federal government looks at, looks at it as income. Ay, ay, ay. So the uh, one of the newspapers, well, the San Francisco Chronicle called the IRS, or actually wrote a question to the IRS, and uh, they did not respond. Hmm. And uh, they couldn't. Uh, somebody from H and R Block said that if the payment is not federally taxable, she didn't know how, or he didn't know how it should be reported on the return. So you got these uh, famous high-end tax preparation companies who don't know what to do. Apparently, the federal government doesn't know what to say. 
you imagine this? Now, it's not a lot of money, so it's not a lot of taxes. Here is what the Franchise Tax Board said via email. Now, the question posed was, what should people do about taxes if you get this refund? So this, I'm going to read this verbatim. This is not going to make any sense. So if it sounds confusing, it's because it is. I, I, I've read this several times, and I don't know what this means. Okay. So the question is, what should people do about their tax refund? And the Franchise Tax Board says, with respect to federal taxability, a taxpayer is generally taxed on income that is available to them, regardless of whether it is in their possession. Therefore, if your MCTR payment, that's the middle class tax refund payment, was not received by you in 2022, it may not be considered taxable income for the 2022 tax year. If the recipient receives the reissued MCTR tax payment in 2023, the MCTR payment may be considered taxable income in the tax year 2023 because the payment was available to the recipient in 2023. And they then they said it's uh, because of the complexity, you should call the IRS or their tax professional. Do you understand any of that? No, I, you lost me. Well, I'm, I'm lost too here. Um, one woman had a $700 refund on a card. She spent some of it, but I guess somebody like uh, probably had, um, um, you know, one of those swiping mm -hmm. mechanisms on a machine and they got a hold of her ATM data there was 480 dollars left on her card and somebody spent it they went to k jewelers and gamestop in victorville at two in the morning so her 480 dollars was gone so she reported it to money network that's the company that was hired by the state to issue the debit cards she called the money network and waited on hold for 40 minutes and then was told it would take 45 to 90 days to investigate. Now she's gotten a tax form for the $700 she received. She doesn't know whether she really owes tax or not. And besides that, she, she had two-thirds of it stolen. You know, this is so simple. I, in fact, we got, I've, got, I've got more news on the... Uh, the employment uh, development uh, department that lost the thirty-one billion because there's a, there's a congressional committee we talked about this yesterday is really tearing into the Newsom administration over this kind of incompetence. But look at this: all they had to do was hand out a check for your, between two hundred and a thousand bucks, and it's either taxable or it's not. I can't imagine why it's taxable because you're getting a refund on the tax you already paid. So how does that become a, ta a taxable? I just don't understand. Yeah, and good luck calling somebody. Yeah, I know. 40 minutes, and then they say, 40 well, minutes is nothing. The people who got uh, screwed by the uh, unemployment office, they were on hold for 12 hours. I, it's ridiculous. And they would call every single day right. for 12 hours. It is the worst government imaginable. I wouldn't even insult third world nations by saying we have a third world government. Because I don't, I don't think anybody's on hold for 12 hours on a third world nation. Um, when we come back, oh, this will be funny. 
We're always bagging on all the uh, idiot uh, newspaper editors and people who run uh, television and radio news departments with their obsession with woke language. Well, the New York Times has a writer who did an extensive analysis of all the woke terms that activists and uh, journalists are trying to force people to use. It's really funny. We'll get to that when we come back. Now, one of the plagues, since we all live in woke world, wokistan, is this constant insistence that the language has to change. Uh, and, and one of the leaders of this is the Associated Press style book. And they have been overrun with progressive woke holes. And they try to shame media outlets into using the new language because they don't want stigmatization and dehumanization. And uh, apparently the AP style book um, finally hit a wall last week. They announced that we recommend avoiding general and often dehumanizing labels with the word the. In other words, don't call them the, the poor or the mentally ill or the disabled or the French. The French. Apparently it's dehumanizing to call the French people the French. Um, the French embassy thought this was funny. And they released a statement saying that they were going to change its name to the Embassy of Frenchness. Uh, the AP Stylebook then deleted its tweet, but insisted that you still shouldn't use the poor, the mentally ill, the wealthy, the disabled, or the, or the college educated. What are you supposed to say? Apparently it's stigmatizing and dehumanizing to describe a group of people as the college educated. I <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't get that. <laughs> I don't hey look this AP style book, right? You guys have How is you, it dehumanizing to call people I, the college educated? I, I, I what what are you supposed to st- say that, instead? That's what the Associated Press says and whatever they say. Now there's a there's an idiot columnist uh for uh the New York Times who I've mentioned before his name is Nicholas Kristoff. Very left wing. Um he started a crusade to try to release the murderer Kevin Cooper. Because he has a delusion that Kevin Cooper didn't kill that family many years ago. We just did that story recently. And he's nuts. But he wanted to be, uh, he wanted to have some power. A lot of these crazy writers, columnists, really want to be politicians in power. And so he moved, he quit his job as a columnist for the New York Times and moved to Oregon to run for governor of Oregon. And when he got there, found out he was ineligible because he hadn't been living there for a certain amount of time. So now he's gone back to being a columnist for the New York Times. True story. I mean, he he didn't know until he moved there, until he quit the Times, until he got to Oregon, and then he found out the law says, no, you can't be governor. Um, anyway, even Nicholas Kristof, who's about as progressive uh, as they come, has finally had enough of the language police, and he lists all the changes that, activists, or the AP style book is insisting on journalists. For example, Latino to Latinx. 
or some people say Latinx. And they found out that 97% of Latinos don't use Latinx. They think it's insulting because it's insulting to their language. Because the language differentiates between masculine and feminine, right? Latino is male, Latina is female. Um, this crowd also wanted to, to get rid of the word women and change it to people with uteruses. No. Yes. I don't want to be referred to as that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so, like, if I ever say to you, Deborah, as a woman, now I'm going to say, Deborah, as a person with a uterus. I'm going to ignore you. <laughs> homeless to houseless we've heard that lgbt i know that pops up in your newscast sometimes that's inappropriate you know what it's supposed to be what lgbtqia2s plus what i said lgbtqia2s plus what is the is plus good question uh, I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> I care so little, I didn't even look it up. It used to be I would look this stuff up. Right. And now, no. Uh, breastfeeding is no longer breastfeeding. What is it? Chest feeding. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's to include men. But men have breasts. Apparently not. They have chests. No, but you, you call them breasts. Men don't breastfeed, though. Um... Well, it's it's women who became men and got pregnant. Uh-huh. <laughs> Asian Americans became AAPIs. Yeah, that just happened recently to account for Pacific Islanders. Ex-felon is now known as a returning citizen. Pro-choice. You know, the abortion issue. Pro-choice is now pro-decision. <laughs> I don't really even understand the difference. I, I, I don't either. Um, the American Medical Association has a 54-page guide on language. For example, um, instead of talking about social injustice... Wait a second. Oh, oh, um, oh! You can't say social problems. They did equity-focused research and came up with social injustice. So somehow, social problems are offensive. Uh, no longer refer to vulnerable groups and underrepresented minorities. Use terms such as oppressed and historically minoritized. Like if you're in a minority group, uh-huh. you've, you've been minoritized. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, let me see. Oh, the American Cancer Society recommends cancer screenings for, not women, individuals with a cervix. The Cleveland Clinic offers advice, not for women, but people who menstruate. <laughs> well, what if you don't menstruate anymore? Uh <laughs> Don't make this complicated. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, I, 
Apparent. Wait a second. Now, Ron DeSantis has been making fun of this. Oh, 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 no. He, he was actually just pointing this out in a speech. The Cleveland Clinic no longer talks about women. They talk about assigned females at birth who have vaginas. And I've gone on to some of these medical sites. Sometimes I have a question, you know, just something pops up in the news. Mm-hmm. So I've gone to the Cleveland Clinic, and, and they do no longer discuss women. They never just use the word woman. They always talk about people assigned female at birth. There's even an acronym, AFAB, A-F-A-B. So you're not a woman. You are a female assigned at birth who have a vagina and a uterus. Well, that's me. That's <laughs> call me AFAB. AFAB, yes. Okay. Fe- a female. <laughs> I'm AFAB. And, and all these progressive people, uh, they don't understand how funny this is. Now, don't. I know some of this stuff is in the AP style book. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it may pop up in my news. You, you gotta, never you know. Got, you got to watch for that. I know. Um, looks like this story is just coming out now. Just a few minutes ago, it came through that there is a surveillance video showing a car striking a bicyclist at a Dana Point intersection. Then the driver got out of the car and assaulted the victim who later died at a hospital. The car launched the bike and the cyclist into the air. Happened just after 3 o'clock on Wednesday at PCH and Crown Valley Parkway. And the crash was captured by a ring doorbell camera. I was uh, mounted in front of a nearby home. Now, the, the man behind the wheel of the car stopped, exited the vehicle, and assaulted the victim that he had just hit. Both were men. The victim was taken to a hospital where he died. Um... <laughs> So Channel 7 spoke with a neighbor. She said her family heard what sounded like a gunshot before the attack. When they ran outside, they heard the suspect, the guy driving the car, uttering racial slurs about white privilege. Um, The suspect is identified as Van Roy Evans Smith. Witnesses at the scene detained him. And they think the suspect used a knife in the attack. So the bike just got hit by a car and then was attacked with a knife by the driver. And this is on video, or at least some of it's on video. Uh, The guy who uh, was hit and was killed, uh, Michael John Mamone. He was riding his bike northbound on PCH when he was hit from behind by Van Roy Evan Smith. After driving into Mamone with his car, he got Smith got out of the vehicle and stabbed the bicyclist. Oh my God! Just got a second story in on this. And Mamone was lying in the intersection with severe injuries when the deputy showed up. Holy mackerel! Uh, they didn't seem to know each other. The guy was just a psycho. That's terrible. Uh, one of the stories that we uh, have been covering, we had Blake Trolley from KFI News report on this earlier, and it, it, it should get a lot of attention because, you know, we've had a number of shootings in the last few days. 
and one mass one massacre really was was stopped in its tracks in Hollywood. There was a guy named Brox. There is a guy named Braxton Johnson. He's 24, and he was staying in an apartment in a high rise in the, on the 18th floor at Gordon Avenue near Sunset Boulevard, and he was a crazy guy. But he had an apartment, and he was threatening a security guard at the front door who called the police. They thought it was a mental illness call. The police eventually showed up. They got into Johnson's apartment, and they found that he had a number of uh, high-powered rifles and more than 1,000 rounds of ammunition and two bulletproof vests. He had floor-to-ceiling windows, and he had some of the rifles pointed at the window, and down below would be the courtyard, the park. You know, inside the building complex is a dirt park with benches, and people who live in the building would use that as their park. Sometimes, from what we understand, you know, dozens of people down there. And it looked like he was planning a mass shooting similar to what the guy in Las Vegas did some years ago. Great views from that window. You could see uh, the 101. Well, great views if you want to look at this stuff. But I, what I meant is it's like it was a large viewing area since the windows were floor to ceiling. And, you know, you want to stare at the 101 freeway all day, the Capitol Records building. That's kind of nice. And then Hollywood Boulevard, which, of course, is a human zoo. He had a bolt action rifle that the police seized. Now, that can shoot a half a mile. So if he was uh, a sharpshooter, he could have picked off dozens of people. This guy had come from back east where there was some violent crime that he was charged with or being investigated for back there. Nobody has any details. But it looked like uh, he was ready to go to battle. He had bulletproof vests, so I guess he was going to start firing out his window, pick people off, and then if he had to deal with police, he had the bulletproof vest to try to handle the incoming. Um, loaded assault rifles, rifles and a sniper rifle. He had an unobstructed view of the crowds below. But LAPD, for those of you who defund the police fans, LAPD swooped in and they nailed the guy before he could pull off his massacre. All right, Conway's here. Uh, Alex Stone is coming on to talk about that exact same story uh, at 4.05. So uh, less than 10 minutes from now, Alex Stone... And then Eric Jones, the driver of the number 43 car, uh, this Sunday at the Clash at the Coliseum, that NASCAR race. Ah. Uh, It's like a quarter-mile track, and uh, they uh, buzz around there. So He's He's coming on? Yeah, he's coming on to talk about the big race. Yeah, dig dog with that guy. Can you bet on uh, car racing? Uh, You can, sure, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't because it takes uh, so long to get there. You know, you're betting on a guy to finish, go 500 miles. Yeah. At the racetrack, it's six furlongs. It's much easier, much quicker. Uh, and then Dean Sharp coming on uh, like he does every Thursday. And today's Groundhog Day. And that uh, Puxitani Phil predicts six more weeks of this winter. Six more weeks, man. Cold, cold winter. That's only for uh, Pennsylvania, right? No, it's for a whole country. He pred- <laughs> <laughs> don't we have our own groundhog? I don't know. Our groundhog is too high to come out. <laughs> He's on. He's on. Uh, we have a stoned groundhog. He's on math or something. All yeah. right. Think dong with that uh, hot groundhog. Conway's next. Right. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. 
Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.